Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. This is John Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Daniel, and welcome to Late Night Reds Talk, the live show and podcast that loves the Cincinnati Reds, part of the Believe Network presented, as always, by Bet Online. This show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and the podcast version is always up the next morning. I am joined tonight by Nick Kirby and Carlos Guevara. If you're watching tonight on YouTube, please take two seconds to hit like hit the like button and subscribe to our channel it will really help us to continue to grow our channel uh before we do get started tonight though let's have our co-host nick kirby tell you about our partner bet online who currently has the Bengals as one point favorites on the road sunday against the titans basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information Bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, or even the World Cup. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online is where the game starts. I am using bet online tonight to bet the over in the Orlando Magic Indiana Pacers game. So if they could help me get off this bad streak, I'd really appreciate it. So listening, watching, paying attention, bet online. All right, guys, let's talk about some Reds news here. Um, and obviously, we got to start with the news that Kyle Farmer has officially been traded from the Cincinnati Reds to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Reds made it official by trading Farmer to the Twins for right-handed pitcher Casey Legumena, uh, who obviously has been uh, part of the uh, top 27 prospect for the Twins. I can't really struggle to say his name since the trade happened. But I think, you know, we're going to look at this Kyle Farmer situation. Obviously, it stinks that he moved on because I know we were pro-farmers on this show, uh, even though there was a hashtag for one of our particular co-hosts saying they were not pro-Kyle Farmer. He was. We were here every week to prove it. Um, but for a guy who literally every year his spot on the roster and that everyday lineup was questioned, what showed up every day and did his thing was like the throw in and the Homer Bailey trade to the lot to the Dodgers and ended up being the best part of the trade. When you look at the other guys that were picked up in that Alex Wood, Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, Matt Kemp is going to be like one of the weirdest reds of all time in the future. I just, it's always going to be one of those things we're going to laugh at that he was here for like seven games. Um, but you know, we came here as a catcher, ended up playing third base, a little shortstop, some second base, 
some first base kind of was uh, everywhere around the infield and brought some good pop when needed. I don't think we'll ever forget January 2021, how good Kyle Farmer, I mean, July of 2021, how good Kyle Farmer was. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it sucks to see him move on. But with seven shortstops up and coming who have a lot of potential, seven's being sarcastic, I know. Um, this is probably the right move for the for the future of the franchise. Yeah, to you know, to go from potentially spending six million dollars on Kyle Farmer to get another Kyle Farmer back. Um, can't speak for him on the in the locker room side. Um, but I mean it's pretty much a no-brainer at this point. I mean, I feel kind of like you know, it would have been okay. I don't think it would have been that big of a deal if if um, ownership's going to spend some money or if they're allowed to, you know, if crawl can make those types of moves. Um, but if he can't and he's handcuffed, then this is the absolute right move to make. Um, he, he was fun to root for while he was here. Um, I know, you know, the players really liked him. Um, coaching staff really liked him. He went about his business the right way. And like Tim said, you know, everybody was questioning him every day for the last, you know, two and a half years. And he just went out there, kept quiet, did his thing, moved to third base when they needed him to. Um, even though he probably shouldn't have, um, you know, if they wanted to win ball games, but they had to see what they had in in, in Barrero. So, um, yeah, it's the right move. Yeah, I mean, Cal Farmer outperformed his projections back to back years. Um, Cal Farmer was better than the starting shortstop on the last three Reds playoff teams. Uh, he was better than Orlando Cabrera in 2010. He was better than Zach Cozart in 2012 and 2013. Kyle Farmer did a great job, and anyone who says anything other than that is just an idiot. Like, he, he was great for two years. Um, I think it was the right move for the Reds to 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 move on. Um, I think he just got a little too expensive um, based on what, what the projections for the Reds overall, you know, uh, payroll is going to be next year. It's a lot easier to fill uh, the roster spots without Kyle Farmer. Um, but n- nonetheless, Kyle Farmer deserves nothing but praise constant pro um and proved a lot of people including myself very 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 wrong so yeah i mean you know i just hats off to him and yeah i mean i'll always root for him yeah me too i think uh for a guy that you know everyone wanted to see uh, replaced now's your chance and i don't know if they're gonna be significantly better without him Uh, i do think obviously having guys that play that position make a lot of fun um but i i I'm always going to want him to do well. And I had a lot of fun having rooting on rooting for him here. And like I said, like you look at all the guys, the Reds got in that trade. He's the one that was la- that lasted. And those other guys are former all-stars. And, you know, I think Plague has a rookie of the year. So you take it. Absolutely. You take it. Uh, and, you know, that led to obviously the trade with the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, where Dari Moretta gets moved in and the Reds get Kevin Newman, who is, for where the Reds currently are, he's fine. Um, I think I literally joked about him two years ago when the Reds were trying to make a, get a short step at the trade deadline with the 2021 season. And now the joke's on me, obviously. Um, but, you know, not terrible. Probably you know, around kind of the same player Kyle Farmer is. If you, like, if you look at their splits, they're pretty similar. Obviously, Farmer has a lot more at-bats. But for where the Reds are right now, you know, kind of just like a spot guy to throw the next shortstop prospect comes up, whether it's Ellie, whether it's Matt McLean, not bad. I don't think he's great, but I think he could be okay for what they need him to be. And worst case, it's what a year and you just kind of live with it. So it's all right. I don't hate it. 
What's his uh, defensive? Um, what can he do defensively, Nick? <laughs> the numbers say he's the exact same player as Kyle Farber. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you're pretty much getting a very similar player. They do things a little bit differently. Newman's going to hit for a higher average, but not as much power. Now, Newman did hit 12 home runs in uh, uh, 2019. So uh, maybe there's, you know, something there, you know, playing in, in a friendly ballpark. Uh, one one thing about Newman, you know, with a higher average, I wonder if, uh, you know, with, with the shifts being at least – I don't, I don't think the shifts are being eliminated as much as everyone keeps making out to be, but the shifts being limited, you know, maybe he does provide a little bit more value and, and the Reds do have, you know, quite a bit of, of uh, uh, lower average guys uh, on their roster right now. So it might be a nice balance again. And he's also probably going to be a little bit easier to cast aside than a guy who played his tail off for two years and really kind of earned, you know, a, a starting spot. Whereas Kevin Newman, just the guy they picked up, is a little bit easier and, and you're saving several million dollars um, that you can spend on whatever else. So um, I think, I think Kevin Newman's fine. Um, I don't think the reds, I, I, I saw some, some, we'll just pick up whoever is a shortstop. The reds, they want to have at least a quality shortstop on opening day. That that's going to be good defensively with all these young pitchers. Uh, the last thing you want is, is a, a team that's not very good that also can't catch the ball that just like compounds everything. And, and, and I, I think, you know, really um, just defeats your, your young pitchers, Carlos, you could talk a lot more about that, but I mean, I feel like if you're going to have a bad team, at least, you know, protect these, these young pitchers with, with, with guys that are capable of, uh, <laughs> of fielding the ball, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It has so, I mean, it, so much for a, a pitcher's confidence and knowing that it's okay to let the other team put the ball in play because you have a defense that can go and get outs for you. You don't have to do everything all by yourself. You know, it can be scary enough, you know, at moments whenever you got the bases loaded or you got runners in scoring position to where you don't want to have to like rely on, oh, man, I, be, I don't need a ground ball here. I can't risk that. I got to get a strikeout. Like it, it does a lot for you, especially, um, you know, for a young pitcher. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, let's look a little bit, Dick, kind of tell us a little bit about what the, who the Reds got for Kyle Farmer. Uh, unfortunately he did go to a school called Gonzaga that I'm not a big fan of. Casey Leg Legunia. Oh man, I had it. I had it. Now I, I lost it. Legumina. Legumina. Yeah, that's what we're going to call him. Uh, you know, he, he's just another, another dude, you know, that, that you're going to put in the bullpen, you know, kind of, uh, um, you have a bunch of these guys that you hope they can be good. You're really not going to know until they progress a little bit more. Uh, the big thing I did notice about him is he got moved to the bullpen uh, at the beginning of August and it was really, really good in the bullpen. Now, very small sample. Uh, you know, was he facing a lot of guys that were uh, playing out the string? I know a lot of those double uh, uh, A lineups uh, in uh, late in the season can look pretty rough. So take it with a grain of salt, but he did pitch a lot better um, as a reliever. You know, obviously has some talent with his fastball, can reach up to 98 miles an hour. The fact that you got even a, a, a lottery ticket type pitching prospect back for Kyle Farmer is great. You know, we were we were talking, we, we thought he's probably close to worth that that value, but the twins valued him more than um that that six million that he was projected to get. So uh, you know, getting anything for him I think is great. And you know, just another one of these guys and you, you try to get as many of them as you can and it, you know, you knowing that a bunch of them are going to flop. 
This seems basically like a swap for uh, Moretta. Like I'm, I've never seen this guy pitch, but just looking at these numbers, I'm like, I would think this is kind of what Moretta's numbers were like in the in the minor leagues. Like nothing crazy, pretty good strikeout rate. Can probably eat up some innings. I think this guy's a little bit longer of a, a, a track record as a prospect than Moretta. I think Moretta kind of came up out of nowhere. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think Moretta was like a prospect at all. And then just kind of had this incredible, um, you know, kind of like two year run in, in 2021 and 2022 where he kind of, uh, um, um, you know, jumped onto the scene. But I mean, Moretta had a lot of chances with the Reds. Um, this is a guy who hasn't made it to the big leagues yet. So it's, uh, it's a, at least a fresh start, you know, um, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over losing Moretta. But I, I, he could also very well be a Ceno Perez that, you know, you get to another organization, it works. Um, and, and on the flip side, the Reds have had it too, like Buck Farmer. You know, he. Yeah. I think there's just certain guys that, that click better in certain organizations. And I think Moretta's absolutely a guy that probably just needs a fresh start. Um, and, and at least you're getting a guy here that hasn't been to the big leagues yet. So it's, uh, you know, at least kind of an unknown and maybe has like a higher ceiling. Side note. The Twins just have some of the best jerseys in baseball. Every time I see them, I just get so... I just love them. They got new jerseys. Oh, did they? Yeah. they. they Interesting. Have a, yeah, you have to look them up. They, uh, I will, yeah. The hats look very like they copied the Marlins. They just changed the colors. <laughs> it's very weird. Look it up. Well, I don't, I don't like that. I mean, yeah, it doesn't sound fun, but... It's not. I only yeah. like the, the gray pinstripe ones out of the new ones. Huh, I'll have to check this out. They have like a Sunday one that I really like. It's like a cream color. Um, I'm a big fan of of the teams that have that as an alternate. I would love, love for the Reds to have that as an alternate. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, So with the news coming out, uh, our good friend, Clay Snowden, who was filling in for me last week, uh, did a a conversation on Just Baseball talking about players who were non-tendered. And we kind of put together some of our guys. uh, I know we all kind of had one particular and Carlos would probably go into him a little bit, but we're going to catch three different guys. We're going to talk about to kind of give your thoughts on and why we kind of thought they could be a good fit for the Reds next year. And Carlos, we'll start with you because you went with probably the most, uh, the guy everyone's probably going to want from this list and Cody Bellinger, obviously a former national league MVP, uh, just had a weird, weird, weird fall off after all his injuries. But you know, a guy who's trying to prove he can still do it in the big leagues. This is probably a good ball club for him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a perfect scenario to to bring someone in like that if they're willing to, you know, pay him for a year, uh, maybe with a, a player option, you know, that second year. But you know, come up, put some numbers up. You know, he had a better, you know, started, he had a better twenty two than he did at twenty one. You know, yeah. it's showing signs of improvement there. Maybe there's something to build off. Um, maybe, I mean, I tweeted it out earlier this week, you know, Joey could fix him. I was kind of half joking, but not really. Um, a lot of hitters seem to, you know, to learn a lot from him. And, and uh, you know, they talk about that in interviews throughout the season. So um, probably like most other teams, though, they would say, let's take a flyer on Cody Bellinger. Um, but I think the situation is perfect. Come to a hitter's ballpark. Dude, I would love it. I'd be so excited, even if it's just for like, you know, get us to the trade deadline and then some team's going to go swoop and take you I love the idea of him playing here for a for a little while, a year or a, or a half a year. I'm all in. Like that, Scott Boris seems to be pushing for him to sign a one year deal. Which, I mean, I, 
if you're a, if you're a guy trying to reestablish your value as a hitter on a one year deal, where else? Like you come to Cincinnati, you're not going to worry about losing your your starting spot in center field. Like they're going to run right. you out. They're running yeah. out there every day until the trade deadline. Uh, and I don't see what the downside to the Reds would be. Um, he's going to be a better defensive center fielder than Sinzel. So at least you know your young pitchers. We talked about that a minute ago. You're you're protecting them. Uh, uh, I say go for it. A good comment from Carrick uh, said thought 15 million. He might get close to that. Um, the way that, that, that it was sounding like it sounded like there were some teams that were close to pulling the trigger on making a trade and taking that full like 18 million projected. It seems like it really went down to the wire on that. If I'm, if I'm reading it right. So I wouldn't be shocked if he gets 15 million. And I, I wouldn't be against the Reds giving him 15 million for a one year deal. It's one year, you know, the Reds aren't going to whatever the the Reds aren't going to keep that savings for the the year after, like whatever their budget is, their budget is, and it's going to be spent or not spent. Like, you don't, I don't think they, they roll it over. Yeah. It's like you said, I mean, you've been saying all off season that now's the time to go spend on, on one year deals and see what you can get in return. Cause you can't roll it over and you're not going to sign him to a multi-year deal for 17 and then 20. And then, you know, you're not going to give him that. Yeah, I wouldn't even be against something with an option, um, even a player option, maybe 10, 10 million for the next year, you know, something like that, or, or you know, some sort of incentivized contract. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't see the downside to it. I would, I'd be all for it. Um, ultimately, he's got to want to come to Cincinnati. But again, I feel like it's a pretty easy sell. Yeah. Hey, man, come hit 25 home runs with us at least till July. And then see what happens. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank Tim, you. who Tim, who do you got? Um, I did not go as sexy as Carlos did by any means. I went with uh, Luke Maley, uh, who's the backup catcher for the Guardians last year. Um, my big thing was they're going to need some of the backup Tyler Stevenson. And Luke Maley won. Pride of Covington Catholic High School. So he's a local kid. Uh, went to play baseball at UK. Um you know, he's been around the big leagues. You know, he's played for, he was in the Tampa, Tampa Bay organizations who drafted him. He also was a big part of the Guardians last year, kind of helping develop their their pitchers on the back end. And look, he's a really good defensive catcher. Uh, 21 plus 21 defensive run saves for his career. Had a, this is an extremely small sample size. If you look at what he did with the Brewers there for his 15, 16 games, he played with them in 21, was pretty good. And this isn't someone who's just going to go out there and make them significantly better by any means, but this is a guy that's like, hey, Tyler Stevenson needs a day off. Uh, so I thought he might be a good fit for that situation. Uh, he's a good, you know, he's a good defensive catcher. He's good for you know pitchers to develop more and more. So, and he's probably going to be really cheap. I can't imagine he's going to be a lot of money. Well, the Guardians turned down one point three million uh, was his projection. So unless that projection's way off, he's going to cost less than that. So. Um... Yeah, I like this. This is by far, I think, the most practical, uh, the most realistic out of any of, of our picks. So, yeah, I, I think he's a decent catcher. I don't think he's, you know, um, for that for that money, you're, you're getting about as good of an offensive catcher as you're going to get. You're not going to get a guy that can hit unless they're just a complete like defensive liability, which you don't want. Right. Yeah, you know, he's all right for what he is. I don't think we, like you said, we're not expecting to go out there and hit 19 home runs by any means, but you know, tell us if he's a day off and looking at his baseball reference page, I was trying to see if he played a little first base. Uh, he did not, but if they're getting their butt kicked at a game, 
He's done some innings in the majors. Oh, well. Two way. Like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Nick, how did you uh where, where did you go with yours? Oh, I, I really like this guy. Uh uh Aro. Um man, he's got a lot of offensive upside. He was really, really good from uh twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Uh, had a really bad year last year, just completely tanked. Um, but he is a perfect, uh, great American bounce back candidate. Um, uh, seven home runs. He more, he would have had if his home ballpark was uh, great American, according to Statcast last year. Uh, so like that's, that's, I, I looked to a lot of different ones and kind of plugged that in. That was by far the most, the biggest boost I saw. I think Aaron judge's boost was only like nine. So <laughs> that, that's pretty really? wild. Um, he's a switch hitter, um, so you know could use the the short porch um, um, in left field. Really could take advantage of of, of that as well. Um, and he's not a, like a defensive liability. Um, I, I would see him maybe as a guy you bring in. You could play him at third base. You know, as the prospects kind of come up, you could play him some at first base or DH and have Votto DH if if you know he's playing first base. So uh, I just think, man, if you, the Reds they need to add one like legit bat that's just going to kind of make this lineup no matter what they're going to do even if they're they're not even really trying to necessarily compete they, they do need like that one bat to kind of um at least make them them dangerous and, and you want to you want to you don't want to get get your brains beat in every night with a bunch of young players so i think he would be absolutely and his projection was only seven million so you're probably looking maybe maybe five is, is probably what it would take to get it done somewhere in that neighborhood so yeah i yeah i liked him a lot yeah. If they could uh, just get all three of them, you know, that way we're just having a good, a grand old time all year next year. I'm for Bring it. And Luke Voigt too. I, I want to see him hit some homers at Great American Ballpark. I almost with, picked him with only two buttons buttoned on his whole jersey, <laughs> chains popping out, high leg kick. Come on, baby, let's go. Entertain me. I almost picked him for mine. I I looked over the list quite a bit after Nick sent it to us. I was like, potentially. Uh, like but Tyler, only Tyler Stevenson would like that one. No, probably not. <laughs> he's a free, he's a forgiving man. He probably is. I mean, if Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook can play together, anything's possible in this world, Nick. Yeah, anything is possible. How was how is that working out for him though? <laughs> hey, they've won three in a row. That's that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Nick. <laughs> Come on, optimism, not realism here. Okay. I I support it. I support it. <laughs> Uh, well, it's a little bit of a quick episode this week, so uh, let's kind of look at the offseason calendar and where we're at now. Um, so Reds Fest next Friday. I hope we're going to see some of you all there. I know Nick and I are going to be there one day at least. Um, so pretty excited about that. Uh, winter meetings are the week after that. So they'll be conducted in San Diego uh, when the Reds make the big swing for Aaron Judge. So keep your eyes out for that one. Um December 6th, like we've been talking about, so that is the day of the MLB draft lottery with the Reds at the fourth best odds of getting the top overall pick. We will be here doing a live reaction, I'm sure, uh, as the game plan. The day after that is the Roll 5 draft where the Reds will have the fourth pick. Uh, I saw there was a mention of a potential prospect earlier at the catcher position and Blake Sable from Carrick Melvin, so thank you for that. And then January 13th is the arbitrations submissions, uh, so that is where the hearing could be held for up to about spring training time. So, Hey, we're the stove is cooking, guys. It's getting a little hot. So, you excited? Oh yeah, always. I'm a. 
I'm interested to see if the Reds do anything at the winter meetings. My gut says they probably are pretty radio silent. Um, I think they'll be looking to make more of the moves after. But as we've seen with the Reds for the last forever, I mean, they always make these moves when you least expect it. Like the Reds are the least predictable team in terms of of making roster moves. Um, yeah. I was surprised that someone actually had the Kyle Farmer scoop. I think it was Rosenthal before at Reds. You know, that was the first like like normally like the the Reds announce these trades like from their own account. Like like they they're pretty tight lipped. So that's true. Didn't think about that. Yeah, they're gonna go in the winter meetings. They're gonna be like, "Hey, Jacob Degrom, you want to pitch with Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo? Cool. Yeah. We probably can't afford you though. So thanks for t- stopping by." So Aaron Judge is meeting in San Francisco tomorrow. You guys think that's just posturing, or, or uh, you think it could actually happen? I think he's real. He always seems slighted whenever they ask him about it, about like returning back to the Yankees. I really hope he doesn't. Oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I saw. Uh, was it Rizzo was like resigned? He was like, I just love being a Yankee, and it's like, okay, buddy, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, that does yeah. check out. He, he yeah. has the he has the brain for that. Yeah, that's true. All right, and then if you want to kind of, as you know, we've been moving around the schedule this past few weeks. Uh, we'll be back next this time next week on Monday after Thanksgiving at nine p.m. And then December we get back for fall to our Wednesday schedule. Then a couple Thursdays in a row, but we're moving. We're doing the thing. Uh, we'll be here for all the updates and surprises and everything as well. So. Uh, I would guess, is there anything else we need to touch on? Or is this the quickest episode we've ever had? No, nah, I mean, I'm I'm good. Carlos, you got quickie, any? buddy. I don't. <laughs> is that a TWSS? Should we get, are we getting that text later? <laughs> you know I had to work one in. <laughs> I know you did. I did. Well, hey, uh, thanks you guys for tuning in. Uh, we really enjoy everything. We're having a lot of fun, obviously. Hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. Um, please take the time with these Thanksgiving football games to stop by our good friends at betonline.ag and get that 50% welcome bonus to bet on the Cowboys and the Lions. Whatever you do from there, we're just kind of saying, like, don't bet for them or against them. They're just the only options you have back then. Um, and some college basketball. Xavier plays that way today in the Maui Invitational. But get that 50% welcome bonus and tell our partners that we sent you. I don't know if that's a thing, but we're going to say it anyway. Uh, please take a couple seconds if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't already to give us a subscription. Help us beat the algorithm. Uh, whatever podcast app you're using, take a second to give us a nice solid five-star review. And lastly, latenightreds.merchmake.com. Support the brand. Get some gear. We would definitely appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. We'll see you next week.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.